It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the first post-game pod of the year. And look, Elliot, it certainly was not as, as pretty as I expected it to be. It was, in fact, incredibly ugly, way too close, way too infuriating, way too frustrating. But, but, want to know, on the road, they covered, which is hilarious. It's what great teams um, do. Yes, exactly. Um, I, we got a lot to talk about, but but I'll just say off the top, like I, I am coming in just saying, like I know it was frustrating, but it's week one, and week mm-hmm. one is ugly these days. They didn't have a preseason. Like I'm not saying like yay pom poms, but I'm saying like they won on the road, one and zero, quick turnaround. Like I'm not freaking out. I'm happy they won the football game more than anything. Yeah, um, I think we'll kind of have the same opinion on this, actually. Like, yeah, sticking why- to the no style points, right? You said yes. It. This is why the seasons after Super Bowls are never as fun. This is why when they make a sequel to a movie, it's almost never as good. Like, <laughs> you go into this game wanting to watch the 2022 Eagles, and you got the beginning version of the 2023 Eagles. Like, it was not a pretty game. The offense was not great. The defense probably played better than the offense, but they Mm -hmm. weren't super impressive either. The special teams win the game for them. um, And still not some great moment for the special teams. I thought the coaching was, you mean Jake Elliott. Let's just say Jake Elliott. Elliott, Special teams outside of Jake Elliott, other than like one decent coffee return was not good. Yes. But the coaching slot, I thought the coaching was not good. We'll get into that. Substitution issues, poor use of timeouts. Like this was a week one team with a new coaching staff and new players getting used to it. So you know, we'll get into like the specifics of it, but I think what you said is is absolutely correct. Like I remember actually the first game we ever did 
post-game stream yard was the Colts game last year. And it oh, was yeah, a game where it was 17-16. 17-16. Yep, it was 16. an ugly win. It was win. the hurt straw at the end to take the lead. Yep. Yep. It was an ugly win. People were frustrated. It wasn't good. But we sat there and we said, like, it's an important win. And how many games did they end up getting the number one seed by? Like one game, right? So <laughs> right. every single game matters. This is not a style point game. Of course, you know, I'm sure fans wanted them to come out and look like the team last year, throwing the ball down the field, sacking the quarterback. You know, in beginning, in the beginning, it looked like that with Slay. Oh, and I thought Hurts' oh, first buddy. throw. Yeah, Hurts' throw to Devontae was really good. But this is what it is coming off a Super Bowl. Like, it's just going to be really hard to meet expectations, especially early on. So ultimately, I think they should leave New England. I am not there, as maybe we'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. Adventurous last 24 hours. But they should leave New England just excited they have a win. There's things to work on. It's a short week in Minnesota. But when we get to that stretch of Dallas, Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo, like those games, Kansas City, this game counts just as much as those games in a lot of ways, right? I know there's division, you know, conference tiebreakers and whatnot. But later on in the season, when they if they go through a rough stretch, this game will really matter in their ultimate goal of getting the one seed. Like that's what this whole regular season is about. And today was a step in the right direction for that. So I understand fans that were frustrated. Trust me, people on Twitter were not happy. My friends texting me were not happy. But it's a win. And it's going to count exactly the same as the other seven, 16 games they'll play this year. It's such a great point. And, and you're right. We expected the, the juggernaut we saw last year just come in ready to roll. They didn't have a preseason. There are a ton of new pieces on defense. Two new coordinators. They were sloppy. They look like that. They also look like a team that knew they had a game coming up on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. They were super conservative from a play-calling perspective. Like, there are so many things you can point to. But, oh, how quickly we forget. Like, yes, last year the offense looked better against Detroit. But they... Almost blew that game at the end, yes. if we forget it. Let's go back to, I don't know, the time they won the Super Bowl, start the season one and one. The second game, everyone's freaking out. They were talking about Doug's job because they're not running the ball. The third game, they maybe only win because Jake Elliott is a superhero, uh, see today, with a 61-yarder, <laughs> and then they're off and running. Like, like the early part of the season, I think we have to adjust. You know I say this. This is one of the things that I say every freaking year, and I know it's super hard when we're waiting all off season to get football, especially when we don't get anything in the preseason anymore, it's super hard to not overreact, especially when there are so few games. And, and it, look, sometimes I do think it's fair to overreact. Sometimes I do think there are things you can I see. I enjoy overreacting. Like, I think yes, it's fair. It's yes, part of the roller coaster. Yes. It's part of being a fan. Like I'll never yes. shame anybody for overreacting. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when we're waiting all off season too. Yes. But like, Ultimately, the first month of the season is about kind of getting the team tight, getting things going. And we've seen that time and time again. And also, I mean, look at how many teams around the league that we thought were going to be really good got, you know, lost or got, I mean, Seattle got blown out by LA. Yes. The, the Bengals got blown out by the Browns. Like, those are two teams that, like, were theoretical Super Bowl contenders, are theoretical Super Bowl contenders. Still are, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. So, you know, I, I just, Look, uh, it was ugly, and we'll get into it all. And there were very frustrating things about it. But on the whole, like to your point, man, you know, if you want to win the Super Bowl, you have to win games like this on the road again against the uh, the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. Yes, you the know, great with, defensive with, coordinator with, yeah. with you know a ton of time to prepare. With, you know that whole adage, like it, it's for a reason. And, you know, I think the Patriots, we, you know, you were, were less underrating them going in, but I don't think they're a horrible, horrible team. And the defense has some talent and the pass rush 
you know, as you're pointed out, got there a bit. So look, and the Eagles made mistakes. Um, ultimately, it's an ugly win. It's not what you see to start the season, but you know, I, f- I feel I f- I'm happy they won the football game compared well, to what else happened. And I'll also say, like, it would be hypocritical of me. Like all offseason, I said I thought this was a tough game. I thought yep. it was a tough spot. It rained more than I expected going it into the game. It looked gross. It looked it, like they were worried about footing a lot, and the yes, guys were 100%. kind of playing tentatively almost, especially Man, early look on. Look at us just talking about a slippery field again and why it impacted the pass <laughs> know, rush, right? Like, like some things never change. Uh, yes. Like, dude, that the holding uh non-call on that last fourth down yep. and two, like yep. that was a clear defensive holding and they didn't call it. And it's like, okay, it was just like eerie, you know? Yeah. I just on the broadcast, you're going from Andy Reed to bill Belichick, whatever you say about him, like two of the, you know, four to five greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. Like there's a lot of weird parallels, Brady in the building, Mahomes in the building. It was kind of weird, you know? Yeah. So when, when we're back. talking about like the lions win over the chiefs and you know, we can debate like how impressive a win it is. I know they didn't have all those people. I thought the lions win was a big boy win. I don't think this is, a big boy win by the Eagles. This is not a win where you just go, you know, no matter what, that's an impressive win, but there are impressive components to it. Again, week one, unfamiliar opponent on the road, uh, you know, raining a team that's having the Tom Brady celebration, like a team that still has hope and belief, new coaching staff versus your old coaching staff. Didn't play your best game. Like the offense looked terrible. The defense, I thought gave up plays that they shouldn't give up the special teams. Jake Elliott aside, once again, in Britton Covey, shout out Britton Covey. He had a very good return. Like that also was not impressive, Mm -hmm. but they still come out with the win. Like this, this is, you know, this is what the Eagles are now. This, this version of the Eagles, this era of the Eagles is an Eagles team that does not have to play their best football to come out with a win, right? Like the Mm -hmm. Bengals won today, sorry, the Browns won today. They had to play their best version to win that game. The Patriots probably had to play their best version of their game just to keep it competitive with the Eagles. I would say the Eagles played like a C minus version of their game. If not, frankly, like a D, if you take away the special teams and just look at coaching offense and defense, I thought they lost at the line of scrimmage. I thought you could argue they were out coached and they still won. So, you know, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl playing like this. I don't think they're going to frankly make the playoffs if they play like this. But for today, it was an impressive win. Now we can get into the things that probably have people very yeah, frustrated. Yeah. And again, like I will harp on it the first month of the season, it's going to have growing pains. It's going to take time to teams time to, to get it together, especially a team that didn't play in the preseason. All. And look, I'll also say, I think going up 16, nothing early and kind of feeling like you were the clearly the better roster. I think they maybe turtled up a bit from a, mm-hmm. a and we'll get to the play calling, but just yeah, an overall perspective. A bit of a mirage. Well, especially knowing you've got the Vikings on Thursday night. Like you have a game coming up on Thursday night. It is a bit of a different mentality when you're playing that 425 game on a Sunday, knowing you got to go home and get ready for another game immediately. Uh, so that that's beside Dude, the when point. It was 16 to nothing and it was raining. I, I was watching the first. Yeah. Well, you texted it. us over yeah, in our text. Over. Over. What was? I Everyone was right at Gobert's Nation needs to know that Elliot needs to stop texting over to me and Fritz because whenever he does, I even said him like whenever you do that, the team comes back. Yes. Uh, lo and bold. They did. They did. They did. But but I so I said to Ike uh, Reese and, and Jack were there. By the way, um, shout out to Ike Reese on the call of the Darius Slay picks. Oh, yes. He was calling it all week. Like, great call. Yes, great call by him. I said when it was 16 and nothing, it was raining. I was like, I would maybe take Hurts out. Like, that's how <laughs> okay. over I thought it was. And that's how bad I thought the Patriots looked on offense. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they jump up right away. 
really probably the only like nine enjoyable minutes of the game. Like that beginning part for fans was probably very exciting. Yeah. Well, that first drive was was nice. Even though it ended a field goal, it was a nice drive. They moved the ball, like Mm -hmm. game well looked good, like all that stuff. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with the, um, really, I think the biggest disaster of the entire weekend your plane flight get your uh, your plane your <laughs> flight your boat yes. your plane and your flight getting canceled unable to find another plane so uh, that's uh, the the beauty of it that's why we're right now on I'm YouTube saying, we hold after the, the game end. like impossible right, yeah yeah let's uh, let's let's get to the end but for those who don't know the reason Elliot's here is because his his flight got canceled but got we'll get to that yes. we'll get to it all all right um let's let's get to the the I guess the bad and then the good because uh, obviously more bad to talk about and I think that's what people are waiting for but let's just start with Hertz and then we'll do the coaches even though I think the coaches were a bigger culprit today than Hertz mm-hmm. but look um you know kind of a, a ho-hum game from Hertz the call, play calling was kind of weird there weren't I don't think a ton of throws he left on the field but he wasn't super sharp obviously didn't run a ton and, you know, had that huge fumble that ended up not mattering, but absolutely could have cost him the football game. You know, again, that was another thing that was eerie two games in a row with big hurts fumbles. Like what are we doing? Um, But, you know, I thought it was like, you know, he wasn't good. He wasn't a disaster. He led them to a win, but like, you know, just kind of an ugly day there. So he was almost a disaster. Like if, if they oh, score, had moments, moments. Yeah, if they score on That's, that. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, totally. If the fumble, yep. if they score a touchdown, they lose because that fumble, it's a disaster. Yeah. And, wins, so it wasn't, but you're right. Absolutely. And he had nothing to do with getting that stop. So like the no defense doubt. bailed no him out. So he, here's what I would say about Hertz. I think that the, the game plan was either ultra conservative or he was just checking it down. But I just, knowing how Hertz played last year and his tendency to want to go deep, I don't believe that, you know, there were big plays to be made and he was continually checking it down. But the fumble, like, let's just start with that. The fumble is unacceptable. If we're going to spend all offseason saying he's a top three guy, he should really be top two. This is why he got paid. He's a difference maker. He's MVP, all those things. That's a massive, massive mistake. Like that is potentially a mistake that costs you the number one seed if they lose this game and they end up one, one game down and they lose a game they should have won. And I think what makes it unacceptable is the how he got hit. Like, I credit to the defense for making the play, but you never see Hertz take those type of hits. Like, that's probably the roughest hit I've seen Hertz take in a regular season game. I may mean, know so he got you're drilled. saying allowing himself to be put in there because I can understand how the ball came out with a helmet. No, I'm on saying the allowing ball. himself to get hit like yeah, that standing you. up. That, that's yeah, he was like, going for the first down, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's like something Carson would do, right? Like that's how you get hurt. That's how you fumble the ball. Mm-hmm. I thought it was for somebody that is always so smart at the end of runs to take that type of hit. I was very, very surprised he did it. So that play was like unacceptable. So I, I, you know, if I'm going to grade Jalen, frankly, I think he's like a D plus. I'll give him a C minus because he got See, the win. I, look, I, I agree that the, like I'm, I'm docking him heavily. I think Jalen would be on you, but I think you're. I, look, it's a really bad play. But I, I think that, look, I, I, it's it was a gross game out there. He's trying to get a huge first down there. It's in traffic. He's like kind of dodging and weaving. And he gets popped, the butt helmet right on the ball. It is. I, I agree that it is unacceptable. Like, that's a, a bad fumble. But at the same time, like, I'm not – I, I – I don't think it's something where it's like, I think it was like the worst decision making ever. I think sometimes football happens, man. Sometimes you're trying to get first down. You kind of, your, your vision is a little clogged because it's a, a clog lane there and someone kind of gets on you and is able to get, get a helmet on a ball and it pops out. Like, again, it's not okay. I agree with that. I'm not excusing it, but I think you're going a little far with the criticism. And honestly, I might be, I'm just saying 
for a guy that's supposed to be MVP, like I'm grading him at an ultra high level. Like I am being very critical of any mistakes because frankly, like he's not supposed to make mistakes. And I know he's going to, and I'm not saying that to that extreme. I'm just saying like to fumble the ball in that spot, particularly if it was the first quarter, like then maybe mm-hmm. you can say, you know what? It's really raining and all that, that the one thing they couldn't do. On I mean, that I hated the, the play the call over. there too. I hated like, the play hate... call too. Yeah. So let's, let's get to that. So I look, I think we agree. We agree. Generally Jalen was not good today, but I think mm-hmm. we slight, we, we disagreed to a certain level on, on the extremity of how bad the fumble was, but I'm certainly not arguing. It wasn't a bad fumble, but look, I, I think Jalen had some, some good throws, some important throws and, uh, you know, the throw to Devonte for the touchdown was, was a really good throw. Yep. Beautiful on the run in a perfect spot. But I look, I agree. I would give him like a C or a C minus. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying he was great today. And I gave, um, him you know, a C I would maybe gave him a C cause they, they won, you know, he won, but um, I think the coaching was way worse. And I know that the coordinator is going to be an issue and let's get into it. And I think obviously Brian Johnson and Sirianni, get more uh, blame today than Desai. Ultimately, the defense did bail them out. And I think the defense was on the field a lot, and that could have accounted for some of their lapses uh, in the second quarter and stuff like that. But I do think that, and look, ultimately the defense made plays when they had to more than the offense did. You know, the offense struggled more, mm-hmm. like flat out, but they were also facing a, a probably a worse opponent, you know, the Pats offense worse than the, the Pats defense, even with the injuries they had. But ultimately... Um, you know, I think uh, like on the whole, the, the sloppy, uh, play, the substitution issues, it seemed like the, um, you know, just seemingly unprepared for certain things defensively and, and, uh, and the offensively, it was just a, an unbelievably conservative game plan for that second quarter. When they were up, it felt like it was like, it was like, all right, let's pack it up and go home right now. It was basically, they were like, yeah, let's take Hertz out, but leave him in the game, but still take him out. Like, that's what it felt like. It was unbelievable. Once they started throwing the ball to AJ, they started moving the ball a little bit and stuff, and then Devontae. So I know Goddard not involved at all, and I know Hertz missed some spots there mm-hmm. that, you know, we saw in the broadcast. But, you know, on the whole, I thought, you know, Sirianni from having the team ready to play and not sloppy and, you know, coaching from ahead – and uh, philosophical going. And and again, I thought going for it fourth and two was a mistake at the end there. I would have yep. punted that and pushed him in a second. That was a, I thought that was the worst call of the game. That's almost as bad as so, a fumble from a call perspective. So my point being on the whole, I thought Brian Johnson and Sirianni, a very, very bad day. And I thought of the two, you know, heads of the, the whatever snake you want to snake's not the right term, but you know, the two heads of the. It's so funny. I was literally thinking eagle. of that exact. Yeah. Cause expression. that's a phrase, but like yeah. two heads of the Eagle, let's say in Sirianni and Hertz, I am, I'm actually blaming Sirianni more. I would give him like a D today that where if I were giving Hertz a C. Yeah. So you touched on a lot there. I do want to get into the fourth car, uh, fourth down call a little bit more, but let me talk about the coaching first. So I think Sirianni gets the most blame of all the coaches. I agree. Like, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. He's like, and, and and here's the thing, man. Like, if Sirianni's going to be an offensive head coach and not call the plays, that doesn't mean he gets to just skate by with no blame when the offense no doubt. is bad. It's his it, offense. You, it's, it's his, his offense. offense. It's and his And I'm team. sure going yes. in, he's like, it's not like Brian Johnson just calls every play in the moment. He's calling it based off a game plan that Nick Sirianni probably comes up with, or at least yes. is a huge part of it. So You know what it reminded me of? Remember against Atlanta week one, his rookie year, where they just tossed all those little short throws oh like totally I, yeah i wonder if they if they think like in the first game these short throws are really effective but guess what like they weren't also 
Way too much Kenny Gainwell, in my opinion. Like, I think Gainwell's a nice player. He I thought not... Gainwell was solid, you know, when given the opportunity. There weren't a lot of holes in spots, but I actually think Gainwell played well considering. But I agree, the game plan should not have been Kenny Gainwell. Like, right. again, as soon as they started throwing to AJ, it's like, oh, we're moving the ball. Like, yeah, yeah where's Goddard? Like... Get by, run some plays for Goddard. Like, what are it we doing? Like, yeah. If Ellie like Kenny Gainwell was a feature part of the offense more than AJ, Devontae, and certainly Goddard. Like, Goddard will get was that was unbelievable. But Back to Nick Sirianni. The offense looked terrible. I thought it was way too conservative. I thought it was sloppy overall. Like they burned three timeouts today that they didn't really need to burn. One for a substitute, two for substitution Dude, issues on yeah. special team. Another one for a sub for some type of issue on defense. When they were out be way early out in each half, like they, it was, yes. it was unbelievable. It was very unSiriani like, and that you have to assume the new coordinators is a huge part of that. Yes. So. I think the sloppiness goes on Sirianni. The offense goes on Sirianni. The conservative style goes on Sirianni. But then also, like, this also fall, falls on Brian Johnson. Like, Brian mm -hmm, Johnson no was his first. And I think that's the one thing. Like, if you want to, if you're a fan that is, like, really worried about this and sitting there and going, this was an extreme, extremely concerning performance, the thing that I think it is, like, fair to pin your, you know, like, pin your despair. I don't know. I'm going to mess with Like, fair to be really upset and worried about is the offense just because they did lose Shane Steichen. And this is now another game without Shane Steichen. If you think about when they were one, two and five or whatever, two and four without, without him calling plays, like this is what it looked like. They just played a team where the defense got more stops and there wasn't a ton of skill on offense. Like I don't think they beat the majority of teams in the NFL today if they play that type. Like I thought that they were lucky that the Patriots have so little talent on offense, but I thought way too many early down runs. I hated like a third and 20 call where they run the ball. Like, bro, you have Devante, AJ, and Goddard. Like, throw the ball up. Maybe there's a penalty. Maybe they make a play. Like, and it could be whether it could be whether, like, again, like they felt they, you know, it could be. There were not many deep passes in the game, period. At all. It felt like yeah. they, he didn't even On throw the ball sides. down the field. Yeah. Like, it felt like how many times did he throw the ball 25 plus yards? No, in no, no, barely. So, I, I definitely feel you. What I will say is, again, I do think it. It could be situational. Could have been a matchup thing. Could have been Belichick taking that away. Uh, like we have to, I, I don't know in the moment with the watching on TV, but also to the point, like, yes, it could absolutely be losing Shane Sykin is an issue. It could also be like, this was Brian Johnson's first game calling yes. NFL plays in a, in an NFL game. Like, you know, like he, it might take him a, a minute or two to figure it out and to get it together and all that. And again, look, it might've just been that they came in with a conservative game plan or decided to shift to a conservative game plan as soon as they went up big early. I don't know, you know, but I, I look, uh, all we can judge is what we saw and it was bad. So, it so was I'm bad. With like that, yeah. they, they should not have games where Jalen hurts is, has 22 completions and has, excuse me, 170 yards. Like Mac Jones had twice as many passing yards to him as one point. Uh, Devante. So Devante and AJ each had 10 targets, which is surprising actually watching the game. Dallas Goddard, one target, no catches. That can't happen again. You have to get him more involved. Um, really quick from uh, a reporter on the scene, uh, N'Kobe Dean is in a walking boot. In oh, Oakland. gosh. that is So he left the so game with annoying. a foot injury, walking boot. I will say that's not the end. Of, like, it doesn't mean oh, that it's no, but it, but it's Oh, no, but it probably they is. They play on you Thursday. So. Oh, well, he won't be playing Vikings team. And look, you know, historically, and I'm sure I'll back this up, covering the team, like a walking boot is usually like, more week to week than day to day, but we'll, well walking see. boot, in my opinion, normally means again, like, you know, yeah, four or five, I mean. six weeks that's but, week to week. That's how right. they do the day to day. It could be like a week or two week to week is like 
a month or whatever. Yeah, broken you know? foot or got wet. Yeah, so I'm with you. Knock it's a shame because like he wasn't down. great, but it felt like he was around the ball a lot. You know, yeah, I when agree. He was I thought there. he made some nice plays against the yeah. run. He didn't really stand out from like yeah. a splash play to go back to training camp. So, um, last thing on the coaching with the offense. Yeah, yes. I just there's I know it's Bill Belichick. I know there's talent on that defense, and I I do like this was going to be a tough game to score points. You, the weather, all those things. There's just too much talent on that offense on third and twenty to make those type of play calls. And 100% I just, agree. I just think Kenny Gainwell was too involved. Like, where's DeAndre Swift? We didn't talk about the fact Penny is inactive. I'm not a huge Penny guy, but I don't think Gainwell is way is so much better than these other running backs that he that he should be the feature guy. I didn't think he made any special plays today. Like, there were no plays where I was like, Kenny Gainwell created that play. I didn't see him get yards after contact. I feel like he didn't make something out of nothing. So I thought there was way too much Kenny Gainwell early on and I didn't like how much it felt like on early downs they both handed the ball off or just did a short pass like this is a this offense and this team was special last year because they were aggressive on offense big plays and it felt like they didn't give their best players a chance to make those big plays today hey everyone this is Brett Boone would you know it I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as I sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, look, I agree with you. I will say, look, I think there was too much Gainwell featured, but I think Gainwell was pretty solid with the opportunities he got given the situations. And the, yeah. and and look, they like they're the ones seeing these guys every day. Like Rashad Penny might not be better than Kenny Gainwell. Like that no, is possible. I, yeah, like I agree, DeAndre Swift might not be. He's more talented. He might not be better than Kenny Gainwell for what they want that running back to do. We talked about the Swift thing with the bouncing outside. Like maybe he isn't doing what they need him to do we don't know or maybe that you know i don't know but i i i think the play calling was the issue more than gamewell was the issue mm-hmm. and and maybe it's a talent issue with that position or an issue fitting guys into what they want them to do but I, look i i feel you and ultimately again i'm not trying to defend sirianni or or johnson i think they had a really bad day and there's so, no way around it and again i think that fourth and two call we can't talk about that enough i think that was it a disaster. And I know that it should have been a holding call. They should have gotten the first down. The game should have been over, but like, like punt the ball there. Like I appreciate being aggressive. That was dumb. Like there is a difference between aggressive and dumb. And that was dumb. So I'll put hands up Donovan chest, Pat. I tweeted that they should have punted. I'll be completely honest. I thought they were on their own 44 and not the opponent's 44. I am okay with that in that situation. Like I would, I, 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 I look again, I'm not saying it's the worst call ever, you punt there. Like play it freaking smart, man. So, like they need five points. Let me let me let me say why I, I I'm okay with the call in some ways. Like, hey, we agree Sipos is not a great punter. So the chance that they're gonna get pinned there are probably pretty slim. You're talking about 24 yards at that point, where at the you know, if you punt it into the end zone, it's likely, you know, whatever. You're probably not getting him at the eight or nine yard line. I would be surprised. But also, it is two yards. You do have all that talent, you're on your own side of the field. Like I hated it less when I, you know, and again, Dom and chest pat on me, when I realized that they were at their own 40, they're the Patriots 44. I probably would have punted if it was me on the sideline, but this is what Sirianni is, you know, like this is, he takes those type of risks that analytics, I can't say for sure in this instance told them to, but I would guess like he's making a decision based off of those type of things. So I was actually okay with the punt overall, but 
you know, it, it almost lost him the game too. So, so I, I can see both sides to it. Yeah. I, I still don't like it, but again, I'm not saying it's the worst call ever, but I, I did not like it in that spot. It was a long two. It was almost like three. It looked like, all right, um, let's get to some other, let's get to some positive stuff. Cause well, there the were positives. That's where, where I'm going, yeah. buddy. I got you. Pal. Well, I don't know if it's a positive. That's why. And look, looking. we'll get obviously into more later in the week. Uh, you know, as we, you know, um, react, we'll get the pot up quickly for, for tonight and all that. Um, all right, let's get to, to some positives from the game. Obviously the defense with some big plays, the sleigh pick, I mean, Jalen Carter, you know, as advertised, he was a force whenever he was in the game. My guy, Jordan Davis, you know, mm-hmm. looked all right, making some plays out there. We talked about Nicobe before getting hurt. Um, you know, Reed Blankenship, I thought, had a really good game uh, for the most part. Obviously, they had some lapses back there in the secondary. But, um, you know, on the whole, I think they didn't get home enough, obviously. But I thought on the whole, the defense, you know, you, you saw the talent out there on the defense. So people seemed very mad at the defense. And I understand that one touchdown drive they gave up was really bad. Like the big play to Ramondre Stevenson. Um, yeah, and they gave like, up some like third and long and fourth down conversions that were bad. Yeah. But, but overall, I didn't think the defense was terrible. They ended up giving up 20 points. They score seven points. So they're kind of a net of 13 points. Um, I thought they played better than the offense for sure. Now you could argue going up against that offense with, with those skill position players, that 20 points is probably right on the edge of what you want to give up. I think the over under for the Patriots was like 20 and a half, actually. So they like right, yeah, right they, on there. They, Vegas, uh, uh, they were pretty on point with this. With the three, we're like, why is it yep. three and a half, four, four and a half? And then it's like, oh, and it was you know, five. Yep. Yeah. I think the over under, like, it was the over under yeah. was 45. All right. It was 45. <laughs> all right. So they nailed like, that one. Like Vegas had this game freaking pegged. So I thought that the Shout defense, out to Bet Parks. Go and, and just, you know. They nailed that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, the defense as a whole, like in the whole performance, I thought was was fine. Like the they have the pick six. They get stops when they need them. Like I, the Patriots penalties helped a little bit on that drive where they were going in and the Patriots totally. get back-to-back penalties. So they got bailed out somewhat. I thought there were some drop passes. But ultimately, you give up 20 points. You know, I can't sit here after two years of defending Gannon and say 20 points is acceptable. And then, you know, so it, 20 points is 20 points. But I did not think the pass rush was good. I thought it was mostly non-existent for the whole game. And again, if you want to talk about like big picture problems, the Patriots felt they could exploit the middle of the defense. And they absolutely did. Like they absolutely just went over the middle time and time again, moved the ball up and down the field. They did it in the red zone. They did it in the middle of the field. They did it to get, to get drives going. And if Nicobe's going to be hurt, so I guess Christian Ellis will, will probably go in. But the middle of the field, like that's the concern we had oh, about the defense really all offseason. So I point. think if on the offense, you're kind of like in six weeks, we're still talking about this as an issue, is going to be the coaching with the loss of Steichen. I think on defense, like I didn't think Desai had a bad game. I didn't think guys were wide open. I didn't think, and I like, I don't think it's really like a Desai to have a take on Desai game. I think the take is, the middle of the defense was was bad. And that is a long-term concern for, for this defense potentially because that is where the personnel is is at its weakest. Yeah. And look, you hope, look, Sidney Brown, you hope that he can turn into someone who can help you there. You know, Blankenship, it, you know, I think is getting better and growing. And like, and again, I do think that the D-line, while it wasn't a great game, you know, I thought it was partially just they got rid of the ball quickly. 
Um, there, there was, you know, screen passes, all kinds of stuff. But I thought the defense line, we at least saw some, some talent flash on the well, defense. At the end, Jalen yeah. Carter just plays. And I get you can scheme away defensive line, but that Patriots offensive line is really bad. And yeah, Mac well, and they were, they not, were hurt. Yeah. And they were yeah. banged up. Exactly. So I agree with you. Like, and this is kind of what we talked about in the Super Bowl a little bit where like, yes, the field was a factor to an extent, but when you, like you can coach out of it. And when you have Mahomes and Andy, that's an extreme example. I just don't think this line, like you, sh- like they should have gotten more pressure. Point blank, period. Like they should have gotten more pressure. I, I agree, but again, the field, the there's. I agree. Look, I'm not excusing it. Again, I just think that for the most part, like I'm not. I don't think the defensive line played a bad game today. Like I, I think they were fine. You know, I don't. Think I think they, they were, were disappointing. Like you could Look, argue bad. And again, or good, but- and again, we're talking about a defense that that has five new starters. You know, so I just. I'm with you, but it, like I fall back. I feel like we said at the top, we're not going to be like we we have a more positive tint, and then it's like very negative sounding. Like I think that the biggest thing that that my biggest thought today is that the Eagles look like a team that didn't play together all preseason in any sort of meaningful game. That this group, that none of these guys have played together, and, and it felt like that a lot. And but I I get your point. Like I I'm not. Sure, yeah, I do think that if you're coming out, the concern is the middle of the field. But I thought, mm-hmm. I thought the flashes we saw from young talent on the defensive line today at times made me more hopeful than than the lack of overall numbers. Yeah, I mean, look, Jalen Carter gets, excuse me, Jalen Carter gets a sack at a really he big was moment. disruptive. Period. In Jordan that game. Davis had a big sack along with the Son Reddick. Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. kind of grabbing on for life there to get the sack. Like that totally. was kind of just Jordan Davis. Yeah. Um, but you know, you talk about old guys. Fletcher Cox had maybe the two he biggest plays. Big in the plays. Where he comes so, in, he does you know, one and Brandon the run, Graham like, looked good. Brandon Graham looked quick and active out there. Like, well, so, Brandon Graham draws the hold on that two point yeah, conversion. It was so. another big play. You're right. So in general, I get your point. Like I'm not, but I think I think I'm not freaking out too much about it. But I I think your point about the middle of the defense is certainly the bigger question um, mark moving forward, especially if Nicobe's hurt. One for, point, for, now that we're talking about the defensive line, because I don't think we touched on it with the offense, but I want to make sure we do. The offensive line was bad. Like, the offensive line did not help Hurts whatsoever. I thought my Lada yeah. had a poor game. Um, it felt it was like it in was the run and pass game. Like, they Both were not. Them, a, yes. Yeah. And so... Like for the Eagles to win this game, where you could argue they might have gotten outplayed on both sides of the of the line of scrimmage, where I think yeah. the Patriots' offense probably outplayed the Eagles' defensive line, and I think the Eagles' offensive line was outplayed by the Patriots' defensive line to still win that game is again impressive, and it kind of like speaks to just eking out a win, and and that's what great teams do. But I thought again another big picture concern is like my Lotta was not good, and this is not just one game of like where he's been outstanding for three straight years. He was not great last year. He has a relatively small sample size of being great, and he was not good today. And if you have a bad left tackle, and I'm not saying he's bad, but if you have a left tackle that's an issue in pass protection, that's a massive issue in this league. So I thought protection was bad. Jalen at times I thought held on to it maybe a little bit, but I thought like Jalen had to move out of the pocket quite a bit and very rarely had a clean pocket to work with. Yeah, I agree. But it, it look also a good pass defense. We talked about. Yeah, that they have a good pass. They have a good pass rush. Really yeah. good pass rush. And again, like I'll go back to the, like Jordan Mellon didn't play in the preseason. None of these guys did. Like I, like I'm with you. Like I mm-hmm. think if we're coming out, you could say like when you look at the offense, what are potential concerns? You can absolutely say Jordan Mellon, particularly as a pass blocker, is a concern. I'm just again, I'm not looking at today and saying, oh no, what from that perspective. I, if I'm looking at today, I'm saying the coaching was bad. They didn't play great. They weren't sharp. 
they played sloppy. And I think you could point a lot to having two new coordinators, having a bunch of new pieces on defense and, you know, ultimately kind of a, a ugly, sloppy feeling football game and getting a big lead and kind of not having it. Football, well, I think talk about this yeah. a lot. Football is a game of emotion. Football is a game about wanting it, about needing it, about going out and wanting to beat the crap out of the dude in front of you. And you go up 16 to nothing. You kind of feel like you got it. Like it's human nature sometimes. Like I, I just to, to let up. So I, I get your points. I'm just, I'm not freaking out about it. Yeah. Well, I look, I don't think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not freaking out about it. I think no, that, but I mean, I, like, I'm not, I can't say I'm like concerned yet. So I think that week one is in a lot of ways, like you don't know what the issues are yet, but you can get a look at what the issues might be. Like the offensive line will probably end up being okay, but you just make a little note. Like my lotto wasn't great. Right. That you don't know if the defensive, if the defensive line is going to have trouble getting pressure. I'd be very surprised if all year that was a problem. But it's a note, the middle of the defense, a note, the conservative play calling, a note. Like these are the things now against Minnesota, and it's crazy it's such a short week, that we're going to look for. Like if the offensive line is bad again, then you look and go, all right, this is now two games and the only two games. So, um, yeah, I think that those were just the things that stood out to me as like potential issues down the road or things that could blossom into bigger issues for this team. All right. Uh, That's all I got. You got anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here and I can go to bed? (laughs) Um, I mean, we look, I think we talked about Jake Elliott, but we should probably give him like, yeah, like what a stud. You're so right. Shout out to that dude. Like what a monster and the doink going our way. That was shocking, but two fifty plus yarders, um, that last one, you know, so the last two really so big to make it five to eight and eight to 11 and obviously game five again, but, um, just, uh, dude was a stud today. I mean, he was Jake. Like if you're giving out like one game ball for today, Jake Elliott should get it. And it's worth mentioning. Like though he is part of the special teams. Like if we're going to rip Michael clay and all these things, and I'm not saying Michael clay, I know, I know, but I like, come on, that's not, it is part of snap and kick it. Come on, man. I'm just saying, I'm not saying Michael clay deserves credit. I'm saying if we're going to rip the Eagles special teams, we should remember that they are probably the main reason they won this game. I get it, but it's it's Jake Elliott is the main reason they want. Yeah, this and look, someone in the commenter, I think we brought this up, but it's a good point. Two cases of ten men on the field, like the special teams had issues for sure. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, long returns against them all. Like I, I, I think you're trying to like. No, the special team is still an issue, but they also probably sem- it's semantics. Like, but the they're probably the yes, unit that won them. The Jake game. Elliott is awesome. Yes, yes, Jake Elliott won them the game. I don't yes. like. I think that you could put Jake Elliott behind any field goal unit in the league. And he would have won them the game today. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I agree with Aaron Sipos and his holder that he desperately needs. But the point being, like, Sipos like it wasn't the way, like fumbling. it wasn't like great blocks and it wasn't great whatever. You know, like I, you know, I, I think that Jake Elliott deserves the credit. I think yeah. otherwise it's just semantics. I get what Sipos, you're doing, by the way. I disagree with it. With uh, the bobbled, bobbled kick. I know the extra point. I know. Well, no, the uh, um, the punt. Remember, like he oh, got the punt. Yeah, the bobbles too. in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a flag because of that. Classic. So it was Classic. just. My overall final thought would just be like, it was just a sloppy game. Like it's what they were in, in training camp, like substitution issues, like pre-snap penalties. Like I, I we brought it up a ton because I think it's one of the most important things that's happened over the last six weeks. Sirianni yelling at them and saying pre-snap penalties is how we're going to lose to bad teams. Like sloppiness is how we're going to lose to bad teams. He ripped them for the fumbles in training camp. They have a fumble today. Ripped them for the pre-snap penalties. Had pre-snap penalties. Ripped them for substitution issues. Had substitution issues. So what what I saw in training camp made its way to week one. It's only week one, raining, all those things. But and this coach, coaching staff is good at fixing problems. But ultimately, like 
like it was it was what I saw in training camp. And when you consider like a Super Bowl hangover, a lot of teams that come off losing the Super Bowl don't win their first game. A lot of teams that don't play in the preseason don't win their first game. So they were able to do it. But I think you saw why it's so hard to to repeat as conference champions and get back to the championship. Like it's it's just a hard I, thing I to do. I get your point. I, I, I don't I, I think I, I partially maybe it could be, but I think it also could be that they just didn't have a preseason and they didn't yeah, play together and stuff. Like that's I think that's, it. and it's on the road and it was rainy and gross and they got out to a big lead. Like, I just think that I don't think you can make a definitive statement about today is my point. I think it, it's all that matters. The important thing, the only thing we could say today for sure is they won the game and that's huge. But like, I think to your point, I think you said it best and you said before where I don't think there's a, a big takeaway that we can take away from today other than maybe Nicobe Dean missing time because the injury, like an injury. Yeah. I think the big, the, but what you can say is you can look at things and say that could be an issue exactly, moving yep. forward. And I think that's fair. So I, I, I don't think you'd say you're seeing the Super Bowl hangover thing yet, but I think you'd say like maybe it's possible. Um, and look, I think Thursday night's going to be interesting against a Viking team that is going to come in, you know, obviously needing a win after losing to the freaking Bucks. Another one. Yeah, Thursday's going to be a tough Or game. might just be bad. Or might just be bad. The Vikings yeah, might just suck. Be bad, the Eagles might roll. So it'll be fascinating. All right. Um, we will be back later in the week. Obviously, multiple pods. We'll, we'll uh, talk some more about, you know, the, the thoughts of this game as we get a little further from it and then looking ahead to it to a game quickly coming up. And obviously, Bet Park's pod and all that. You got any final thoughts, pal? No, I mean, just kind of we started off with, I mean, it's a win, is a win, is a win. The Niners won in impressive fashion. Their win counts the same as the Eagles win does today. So it's, you know, I'm a big style points guy early on. You want to see style points, but today was not about style points. Today was about getting a win and, and they did it. So this could have been a very different pod if they lost. Totally agree with you. Uh, my final thought at one point, Jim Nance in the broadcast was talking about something and then it, it, it was like a, a play happened and nullified. He's like, well, that may make that argument mute. Mute? Dude, you're <laughs> freaking Jim Nance. It's moot. Are you serious? You moron. Sorry, I had to do that. Really or Jim happened. Nance catching catching strays at the end of the well, pod. you know, you know, he's uh, I have a lot. Not really a stray, here. actually, a direct Jim, shot. Jim Nance yeah. has been a, a a figure in many a podcast of my time. So you know, I gotta call him <laughs> out. Evans. All right, um, we'll be back later in the week. One and zero, which is great. Um, we'll see what happens from there. Hopefully, the Giants beat Dallas tonight. As much as it's annoying to root for Dallas, uh, root, root for the Giants. I will. Uh, I will root for them against Dallas, and that is it. Um, all that. right. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Obviously, check us out on the station. We'll be on the station all week. Um, so uh, until then, 1-0, baby. Let's freaking go. He's out of jail.